Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Alter Life. We're here to rock your face off for the next two hours. I think we'll succeed. I think you, so. As you can tell by the rocking guitars underneath my voice as we speak. Tonight's topic, we're going to be going back to the basics. Return to me. Our hearts getting back to the Lord. All right, this is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Brent. Jeff is across the way, and we are excited to be here for another fresh Altar Life show. Kicking it off with Adam Watts and um, moving into a topic, Return to Me, all about turning back to the Lord. Um, and a lot of times when we talk about this topic, we're talking about it in the context of you're sinning and um, you're coming back because you've gone astray. And a lot of times that's the, you know, goes with the gospel message, of course. And um, we've all, if those of us who are Christians have turned back to God um, out of our sinful nature, um, which we still have, um, from our sinful nature, and God has forgiven us through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And, you know, before we can talk about turning from God, we have to really start off by blessing and praising God tonight for sending his son, Jesus, on the cross to die for us. Um, to even give us the ability to even have a relationship with Jesus and to turn back to him to start out. Yeah, I mean, we talk about, when you hear the word return, it gets to the, the idea that we once were there or we once were focused on him. Right. We went away and now it's return, come back. Um, you know, God is so gracious that from the foundations of the world, he provided a way knowing that once he had given us free will, we would choose to go astray. Um, just in our in our hearts doesn't necessarily mean that we go off and live like a life of depravity, but just we want our own way, and we want God at the same time. You know, for believers, we can live a life that is so Christian, um, but our hearts can still be turned away from the Lord. It can be turned on, um, you know, whatever we want or our own agenda, or you know, even if it is I want this position and this notoriety for my faith. <laughs> you know, we get even prideful when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. Yep. And um, God's saying, put all that stuff aside. All this stuff that is self-centered, return to me. That this is, you know, we when we met Christ, we didn't bring anything to the table. We, it was just him and us. And then what happens is once we become Christians, um, that we start adding all these things and all these requirements that were not there and, and adding all this stuff. And Jesus cries out and says, just come back to me, not come back to the church or come back to Christianity. Come back to me. Thankful you're here tonight. Uh, we were talking about, Jeff was just mentioning about turning to Christ. And, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of, the topic kind of came out of 2 Corinthians chapter 7 with Paul. And he's apologizing, but not really to the Corinthians who were in sin and doing some bad things as Christians. Um, and he sent them a letter and uh, basically told them all the things they were doing wrong and made them sorrowful. And he was sad that they had sorrow. But he mentioned that it was godly sorrow because the fruit that it produced in them was, um, you know, that they turned back to the Lord and they, they made some changes in their life. And he was sad that he made them sad, but not sad because of the fruit that it produced in their life. Um, and it's so important as Christians to remember that you know, Jesus is always there for us to return back to as well. That was returned by need to breathe. And then the last line of that song, when it says, I'm giving you my heart to break again. Isn't that funny? Like 
if we think about the fact that Jesus always wants us back, even when we continually go and do our own thing, he just continually is like, just come back. You know, with the book of Hosea is a great picture of God and us because of the fact that Hosea marries a prostitute by the Lord's instruction uh, because he wanted it to be an example of the children of Israel and, and his relationship with them about how they were constantly going after foreign gods and, uh, you know, committing spiritual harlotry with them. And, you know, it's a very vivid picture, but we do the same thing. We might not be worshiping idols, but we can be enticed away by um, just life itself and the distractions that are constantly surrounding us. And the enemy has his hand in there too. Let's not forget about him. But, um, you know, God is like, just come back. You know, I know you might misstep and you might go astray again, but just always come, always know that you can come back at any time. You never have to, you know, make your penance or, or, you know, you don't have to like, you know, earn points before you can step back into my presence. We can come boldly, it says, uh, because of what he's done. Everything that we've done has been covered by what he's done on the cross. So we don't, even if we mess up, we don't have to worry about, oh no, I can't get back to God. Like, how do I get back to him? Where did he go? <laughs> it's almost like we think God has a, has a perfection complex. Like, he saved us and now expects us to be perfect. Um, and in no longer needing of his forgiveness and, and his grace and all the wonderful blessings that we've gotten from Jesus' work on the cross. Um, salvation isn't really a, I mean, it's the time where we make that decision to do the first turn back to Christ. But, you know, the Bible says to keep working out your salvation. It, it means to just keep, you're, you're continually coming back to the Lord. It doesn't mean you lose, like, you know, your eternal security and all that stuff. But um, we should be in a constant state of coming back to the Lord and asking for forgiveness. And, and a constant state of, you know, realizing what Christ has done on the cross. And living in the reality of that. Um, we so often forget, you know, we, we, we almost put ourselves up on this, uh, we, we expect ourselves to be, perfect Christians and of course we try really hard and we don't like the fact that we fail and then we get embarrassed by that and it's just a ripple effect that goes nowhere you're going to get the feel of this show tonight with the songs we have yeah. um, group one crew come back home to cry of the heart of God you know I, I think that we think that God gets so mad at us like just get out I'm, I'm sick of you get out of my sight you know how we get with people you know yep. go to your room <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see you until you say you're sorry or whatever God's not like that that's you know there is good things about punishing your children that way, but but that's not how God deals with us. He's like, come to me, we'll work this out. You know, it's it's a great verse in, um, I forget where, but when it says, come let us reason, is that Isaiah or something like yeah. that? Come let us reason together. You know, though your sins are as scarlet, we can make them white as snow, or I will make them white as snow. Don't stay away, basically. Yeah. He's like, let's, let's talk about this. Let's deal with this problem. You know, it's not like you deal with it and then come back when you're ready. Never is that an attitude that God has. But I think we get that. Like once we're saved, like we were so weak and God saved us. Nothing that we did while we were sinners. But then once we're saved, we're like, okay, now I need to make up for all the time that I couldn't help God out. (laughs) You know, like he gave me a free pass, but now I need to work. I need to really yeah, make this it isn't happen. like the mafia religion. It's yeah, like no. you did me a favor that I can't repay. Yeah. So I'm going to repay you for the rest of my life. It kind of is in a sense, you know, we should be have that attitude of wanting to serve the Lord, but not out of a, a heart guilt that's trip. like that or a guilt <laughs> trip or feeling like we're ever going to get to the point where we've made it made up for it. And um, 
you know, <laughs> what we were talking about last. I mean, Jesus so much cares about our relationship. I mean, when you read through the Bible, you know, he wants so much to have a relationship. You know, if you remember back in the garden, even, you know, Adam and Eve before they sinned, you know, what was the thing that was just, they just fellowship, they walked with each other, they, they had a communion with each other. That was the thing we were created for, almost. And um, so sin gets in the way, and the fellowship and the communion is broken, and Jesus repays it once and for all on the cross, and that's his heart's desire, is to have that current, fresh communion relationship with all of us. And, you know, we have this opinion of Christianity being not that. We have this opinion of Christianity being following a bunch of rules, trying to be perfect, trying to live out a good life, trying to help people, trying to be as obedient as possible. We, we look at it as a, a set of rules and regulations we have to follow, and we kind of miss the point of the fact that Jesus just wants us to be in communion with him. And the way this works is that the more we are in communion with him, the less that we do those things. The more love and relationship we have with our Savior, and the less we're worried about the the five things we didn't do right today. In fact, we forget about all those things even completely, and they're not even options anymore. <laughs> you know, as we have, as our heart and our relationship draws closer to the Lord, and you know, we should always be in this state of, "Hey, Lord, you know, I'm coming back to you again today." You know. And whether I feel like I strayed or not, I probably did because I haven't talked to you in a couple minutes. But I'm coming back again, Lord. You know, I'm putting myself back before you. Um, David did that, you know, in Psalms. He all up over the place. Lord, look inside me. See what's going on inside me. I'm bare and open before you. He knew that. And it was almost like the man that was after God's own heart was always in a state of, come look at my heart. <laughs> and uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, I think that we need that spiritual auditing mechanism to switch on. Like, God, it's been a, a little while since I've really sought what you want from me or, or just sought your face, you know? Let me just check back in with you, you know? Let's hang out. If Yeah, <laughs> if you were on like a, you know, a recon mission or something out there and you didn't talk to the person in charge for a really long time, that would be dangerous, and we don't want that to happen. So Music, truth, real, period. That was a 90s flashback by Eager, Draw Me Back. It's one of the best songs and one of the longest notes ever held in a song. He just holds that. Uh, and you just listen, you're like, how does he have that much oxygen that he can just <laughs> blast that note? But it's awesome, and you should check out. Whoa, my microphone just collapsed. That was so strange. Whoa. That was weird. But uh, you should check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Within a week or so, you'll be able to check this episode out again so you can listen to that song I was just talking about and hear the big, long note. And you can tell your friends to check us out as well. Get on our Facebook page, fan us, like us, whatever you poke do. (laughs) (laughs) Send us a... A farm animal or of some sort. I don't know. Whatever no. you want to do. No, no I, Farmville. I'm going to come clean. I officially blocked that application, Farmville, from my personal Facebook page. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It. <laughs> I, I think it's because I stopped doing it for like a little while, and then I got back and I had like 150 gift requests. I know. <laughs> and I was like, like ah! Regina has sent you a bale of hay. 
Won't you please help fertilize her crop? Anyway, no. It's fun if you have the time. If you have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time, people. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. It's time for our unbelievable segment, I guess. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we want to thank you for tuning into The Altar Life. We've begun hour two. As we've grown accustomed to with our unbelievable segment, and tonight in in light of our returning topic, we want to talk about the amazing process of receiving a gift and then exchanging it, or buying something for yourself and then having to exchange it. (laughs) The almighty power of the return policy. Yeah, the customer service desk. What a terrible position. Oh, Oh, gosh. That's um, the worst. These pants are marked wrong. They say they're a 32 waist, <laughs> and I'm a 32 waist, but they're really tight. Well, ma'am, you're a 40 waist. <laughs> no. And we do provide fitting rooms before I, you purchase your clothes. I've been a 32 waist since I was 14. <laughs> uh, I keep saying 32 waist, but that's like a male version of measurement. Yeah, right. I said, ma'am, who cares? <laughs> it's like, like, wow, that's what a, a large woman. <laughs> it's like, um, this is not this was open when I got it. Well, then why did you get it? <laughs> Just think about the people they have to see on the list. Yeah. yeah, this DVD doesn't work. Well, it's because you took car keys and scratched all over it. Yeah, I want this one instead. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, man. You know, when it turned the gift buying, you know, you brought up a good point about the old gift receipt concept, you know, with Christmas. You know, it's like, an, it's like a natural question. Well, do you want a gift receipt? Yeah. Well, why would I? Why would that person take it back? Yeah, <laughs> this are is you the perfect gift? Are you judging my ability to pick out a gift for my friend? <laughs> Do you think I don't know them well enough to know exactly what they need and want? Oh my goodness, it's true. And some people just use the gift receipt as a cop out. Yeah, and they're lazy and they're like, Brent, let me think. I walk in here, I'm like, Yeah, Brent needs some, you know, pot holders. Here you go, Brent. Gift receipts in the bag. Have a nice Christmas. <laughs> and they're like, why it's did like, you get me pot holders? I don't yeah. know. I just thought of it, but you can take it back. Get yourself a CD. <laughs> they were in that price range I budgeted for you, and um, it was the first thing I saw in that price range. Because <laughs> yeah. I really didn't have the kind of time to think about a good gift for you. Gift receipt is now known as the cop out. <laughs> and if you get a gift receipt and you give it to me, like I don't get me wrong, I like seeing the gift receipt because I'm yeah. like, because then you got the option. Grandma, why'd you get me a salmon colored shirt? <laughs> All right, let's go for the black. Yeah. <laughs> We are talking about returning to Christ and being in a constant state of that and how it's not just at the time of salvation that we take advantage of this turning to Christ concept, um, but it should be a moment-by-moment, you know, day-by-day thing that we're doing, you know, building that relationship with Jesus and um, always being current and always coming back to Him and not feeling bad that you need Him because, frankly, we all need Him and uh, that's how He set it up to work. Um and so, you know, Take You Back by Jeremy Camp, you know, I love that song because it's just reflective of that concept of, you know, Jesus always there saying, I will take you back, you know, you know, whatever happened, <laughs> you know, whatever state you're in, you come to me, you get cleaned up um, by me, I'm doing the work and uh, you're the beneficiary of that and that's a good thing. So praise be the Lord for that tonight. I found my way back again. Hallelujah. That's what we want everyone to say by the end of this episode is to have found their way back to God. And that's what God wants from everybody who's listening to this episode and everybody all over the world. Um, you know, Specifically those who claim the name of Christ, why are we not pursuing him? Why are we not going after him? Um, 
you know, I just I take it as a challenge for myself just to always remember to stay sharp and say, God, am I in touch with you today? And have I have I done what I need to do in order to be where I need to be? Like, it's kind of redundant, but um, <laughs> do do be be do what I've done <laughs> so I can be what I need to be, so I can wear what I want to wear. <laughs> wear say um, what I want to say. Yeah. Um, no, I you know, and Paul in this chapter of seven of Second um, Corinthians is. Basically, um, you know, I love it because because he's he's pointing out how the sorrow led them to repentance, and um, how that sorrow produced. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be sorrowful. None of us really want to have this sorrow. And I guess I'm thinking about what is this sorrow? You know, it's like, oh, it's a bummer, man. If you're always like sorrowful and sad, I think it's a sobriety. You know, it's like, whoa, I am a sinner. Whoa. This is something I'm struggling with. Whoa, I am weak in this area. Whoa, I do need Christ's help. And it's living in the reality of that. And that's godly sorrow because godly sorrow produces that repentance. And there's so many awesome things that come out of these folks as they're being sorrowful and living in this repentance that, um, you know, that they experience. And some of the things are, it says, what diligence it produced in you? What clearing of yourselves? I love that. What clearing? It's like... Everything got cleared out. <laughs> uh, everything that was confusing is just clear. What indignation, what fear, what um, desire, what zeal, what vindication. Um, in all things, you proved yourselves to be clear in this matter. There was such a clarity and a focus and a diligence and an excitement that came out of and, um, this sorrowfulness and this repentance and this turning to the Lord. Um, I was like reading that list. I was like, yeah, I want that for my life. I want that kind of those attributes applied to my life and my relationship with the Lord. And, you know, I, as you know, I was reading through that, I felt like the Lord was just saying, you know, it's not about just trying to be that. It's about just living in the reality of what I've done for you and having that relationship that's current. And those things come out of that. And like Brent was talking about in the previous segment, um, it, it clears, you know, this repentance, it just clears you, cleans the slate. And, and, um, there are moments where we get this sorrow or this grief and we're like, God, how did I get here? You know, and, and we feel God's, you know, chastisement or, or something that happens, but it's ultimately for our benefit and to get us back to where we need to be and we get to start again. And, um, you know, we were talking about why, you know, I read all these things and these amazing attributes and I have all this good stuff that comes out of being the turn of the Lord. And, I, and then you have to ask yourself, well, why don't I do that then? <laughs> like, what is my problem? And what, what keeps me, prevents me from doing that? And ultimately, it goes back to what we said in the beginning of the show where, you know, we a lot of times have this self-pride that we want to come to the Lord as having already done it, as like having measured up, having been perfect, not needing as much of God's forgiveness today as we did yesterday. And they're all good things, but it keeps us from being as real with the Lord as we can be. And that's ultimately pride. And the Lord would have us be broken would have us be sorrowful in the sense that we're sober about what's going on as opposed to being, you know, frivolous and, you know, thinking we're all that and not really blowing past all the great things that he wants to do in our lives. And, you know, his his whole point for us is to be broken before him and, you know, not be broken in the sense of, you know, we're hurting or crying. I mean, he doesn't want us to see us in pain or necessarily. He wants to do the work that he wants to do in us and he wants a heart that he can do something with. And... Um, if we're walking around being all prideful about where we're at in our lives, you know, we're not ever going to allow the, the Lord the opportunity to do something like that in us. Yeah, when we go about worrying that, you know, God's going to see, God wants to see me making progress, you know, so 
by the time I check in with God again, I need to be at point C, you yeah. know, or else I just want to. That, that's my problem sometimes is I'm like, well, I need to get my act together because, you know, it's been five years, you know, that I've been claiming to walk with Christ or whatever. You know, you count the days. Oh, it's, I've been doing good for, I've read my Bible for 25 days in a row. You know, I'm all milestones. I a gold star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about the milestones. And it's like, well. You know, I should be at this point by now in my walk with the Lord. I've been a Christian for 20 years, and I, you know, I still feel like I'm not quite there yet. And God's like, put that garbage away. Just come and talk to me. Come on. And He's like sitting there waiting. He's got other stuff to do, but He's waiting for you. Isn't that incredible? And we don't want to forget to tell you about our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can listen to our most recent episodes. You can request a song. You can listen to us online live through the radio stations that we air, see where we're playing throughout the country and the world. And um, you can also download webisodes and unbelievable segments for your personal enjoyment on your MP3 device. So, very cool. Thank you. Uh, we're about done for the night. Um, to wrap up this topic, you know, it's been a great topic. And just going back to the basics of, you know, how we first started with the Lord. Um, those same things are things that just continue on with your relationship with the Lord till we see him in heaven. Um, and tonight, just talking about how important it is to have a relationship with God that's always, his first reaction is to just run to the Lord and have that fellowship and treat that relationship with the Lord above every other ideal or philosophy or religious thing that you might want to do um, and hold yourself to, that the relationship with God is so important. Yeah, there's a verse in Isaiah chapter 55. We can close out with them. It says, uh, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. He is near. He says he's always there for us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. And it's up to us to just turn our hearts to him. And he says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. It's awesome. It's just like, whatever you did, it's, it's pardoned. You've been given a free ticket to heaven and I just want to hang out with you I just want to be with you and I want your heart to be turned towards me and not towards idolatry or towards sexual immorality or towards pride or you know greed I don't want your heart aiming at any of those things I want you coming to me and only me because I only am the one that can satisfy you so that's what we wanted to leave with you guys with tonight until next week be cool cats live for Christ (laughs) 